This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a Monday night party, and you are listening to The Blowhole on Finsider Radio with Finkel and Einhorn, coming even earlier this week for no good reason. As usual, Finkel and Einhorn are nowhere to be found, so once again, I, James Radio, and my co-host, Robcast, are admirably taking the reins. It's Jets week, and we have a special Jets correspondent joining us tonight to argue over which team is worse, the Jets or the Dolphins. How does that sound, Rob? Well, we have a better record, so obviously the Jets are worse. Have you seen this team play? The, the Jets last, are worse. The last 10 quarters of football? The Jets are worse. We have Brock Osweiler at quarterback. I'm just standing. And no defense. I'm just sitting in a corner huddled saying over and over, the Jets are worse. The Jets are worse. <laughs> uh, is it time to start talking about playing for a better draft pick, or what do you think? you think this season's still salvageable? Uh Yes. Well, what do you mean by salvageable? You mean playoffs? Playoffs? Well, yeah. I mean, if you can't make the playoffs, then what are you playing for? Draft picks. Right. So, I pose the question again. Oh, turn that off. I don't want to watch that. So, what do you what do you think? What do we have to play for? Like what's what's reasonable here? And we're not going to we're not going to get too into our third quarter predictions for this team because I'm too mad about Thursday. Well, we, we're going to use the time to talk to our Jets correspondent, uh, a Jet fan. Uh, so we'll save that for next week. But I did, I did look at it briefly. So I, I do, I do think we're looking at more of an eight and eight season at this point. I'm, you know, a little more realistic and less of an optimist, I suppose. But I don't see how this team wins any more games if it plays defense like this. Oh, I agree with that. I just some part of me feels like they can fix it something their defense didn't play that poorly in the beginning of the season no but the last 10 quarters they've been the worst foot the worst defense in football for the last 10 quarters that's like two and a half dollars that's 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 a substantial amount of time but it's not a lot of money (laughs) fair fair point um i guess were there any positives from monday or from thursday night i mean i thought the, the offense was okay parker was parker did what i had a feeling like he might actually do. If you need a guy to catch a ball that Kareem's out of uh, Jakeem Grant's He was playing hands. well before that happened. <laughs> he played great. He yeah. played great. He played well before that. Um, there were some good calls. Osweiler started to look like Osweiler. Um, I mean, he didn't... Well, actually, he did throw one really bad interception. He 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 didn't connect on the deep. He had a he had a he wide had, open he had a wide open Parker. He didn't connect on those. You know he threw some much better passes before. Honestly, he gave you the best we could hope for was like the Bears game and played decent. Like 
he didn't. He's not the reason we lost. Any no, of the it doesn't games matter who lost. your quarterback is. You're not going to win when your defense is playing like that. And I said that after the Lions game. And too. he didn't. And he didn't. And he wasn't. Yeah, he's he's Osweiler. He's not. He's not a savior or anything. But he did. He did what you want your backup to do. He's fine. I think this offense is eighty percent with him in to where it could be with Tannehill and a healthy Tannehill, a healthy Tannehill. And honestly, I don't even know if we've seen it at a hundred percent with Tannehill anyway. So that's. He's not a problem. I mean, but but I'd like to see Tannehill back. It doesn't look like the shoulder is going to be strong enough to play against the Jets. But again, if you 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 shouldn't need him to beat the Jets. No. Talking about the defense again, uh, the defensive line was completely absent. That made the linebackers look even worse. And then the secondary was blowing coverages all night long. And they've they've been they've been doing that even when they play well. They would blow a few coverages here or there, and that was worrisome. And then it, it truly exploded. Like guys just just you could see it pre snap so many times. There's just like there's that pointing. Like who's got him? Blah blah blah. And like it doesn't seem like they're ready or they know what what they're supposed. They're like they're not on the same page. And then it turns out you know you have a guy running all by himself. Somebody lets him go into coverage that's not behind him. Is part of that carryover? Do you think from the, from the Lions' week and not having enough time to prepare and and just you know they seemed on their heels the entire the entire Lions game and then it kind of translated into into this game. Uh. Maybe I mean I, I'm not. I mean they had excuses. no time to prepare. I'm not making excuses for them either. On, yeah, they had no time to prepare, and obviously they probably spent whatever time they did working in a new offense, basically without having uh, Stills or Wilson, like and and being down to just two guys that have played regularly and working Parker back into the mix. So I'm sure that's that was most of the coaches, you know, head coach was probably the offensive head coach is working with the offensive there with the offensive team there, and I think the defensive coaches uh, took the week off. I, I mean, to, to quantify this, um, you've seen a Bears team light them up for the second half of that Bears game. Then they went and they played the Patri- The Bears went and played the Patriots and scored a decent amount of points, so it looked like their offense was actually okay. But then they- you saw the Lions light us up and then go home and play the Seahawks and just get absolutely shut down. And now we just, get, we just got gashed by a Texans team that – up until this point, was not a very good offensive football team, and they looked like well, they're they're the greatest show on turf on Thursday. They've night. been getting better week to week. They are very that, they're that a talented. We didn't even touch Deshaun Watson. They're a skill and they have the position. Worst offensive, one of the worst offensive lines. Their in offensive line is terrible. Their skill positions are pretty darn good. You know, Watson, Hopkins, Fuller. That's that's pr- pretty good. And Miller is a capable running back. Right, so, but they've played nothing, nothing like what they've done, nothing like what they showed against against, against us on Thursday all year. Yeah, but they because they're woken up, man. They're ready to go. I told you, I'm heavily invested in fantasy <laughs> in the Texans. I had I, I started out in a lot of with a lot of leads. I guess we'll see. They have the Broncos this week, so I guess we'll get another look. We'll get a chance to see, you know, if they're truly that good or if it really if if this defense is just is just that bad. I mean. Well, the defense right now is that bad. I think it's fi- it's fixable because so many of those were schemes. So many of those were guys running by themselves. There wasn't it wasn't it wasn't guys getting beaten. It was guys in the wrong place. That's fixable. I don't know if we fix it, but it's fixable. Well, they're also not getting to the quarterback. Like there's no there's no pass rush. There's absolutely no no pressure, and that's a that was a bad offensive line. Well, that that's a bad offensive line. We made him run a little bit, and and he in the first half a little. A little, but not much. Not enough. Yeah, and um, 
the guys were out of their gaps. I mean, Lamar Miller's gashing them. He hasn't really been that great this year. He was good against the Jaguars. He had a decent game. He wasn't busting 60-yard runs. Well, and that's because of the offensive line. So, you know, he hasn't had the holes. These, these yeah. seem to figure it out when they needed to. And, and maybe you were right. Maybe we just can't play on Thursdays. Well, that's part of it, I think. But, I mean. That's eh. not part of it. Come on, that's not a thing. I Really? I don't know. It's happened enough. It's happened the last. Yeah, we've also been crushed on Sundays, too. Yeah, no, that's true. But not every Sunday. Okay. Like every Thursday we're crushed. But Thursday, they, they tend to try to put a good team, or at least one good team on. And the Dolphins have not been a good team in a while. So we're usually the bad team <laughs> of the two teams on playing on a Thursday. Okay. All right. So you want to play it like that, huh? Hey, I got to cling to something. Fair enough. Um, anything else of note? I mean, Parker was good. I think Grant looks like he he can be a, a decent fill in for, we for said, Wilson. And we said that last week. He's he's a he's a he's a Wilson light. He's he's built in that he's built in that mold. Yeah. He's not you know Wilson is is better at it, but Grant is good at it. Amendola's Amendola. Amendola's Amendola. He's. Um, a, I yeah. mean that. I mean that's the sort of the thing. I mean. The injuries are terrible, but each guy had had a version. You know, the the other players to step up are of the right mold to fit. Like we don't have somebody who could be Amendola if he went down, but you know, Parker can stretch a field the way Still stretched a field. Grant can take it and run the way Wilson can take it and run. They're obviously not the first choices because those because <laughs> they, they didn't start the season in those roles, but they can do those roles. This is true. Um, I guess. It is really early in the week, so we're not going to have any kind of injury insight as to who's going to be playing on this Sunday. It looks like Brock's probably going to be playing, and we're going to have another week of uh, Brocktoberfest. Um, Stills most likely out, if I had to guess, just based off of what I was hearing last week. Um, I don't think there's too early in the week to get a, to get a beat on that. It but. did feel like it was a multi-week uh, thing, uh, injury. I don't. I'm looking right now as I speak. I do not believe there has been anything to come out on that. The latest news I see is it's just not a long-term concern, but uh, he has a shot to play. I need another drink. Do you want nice. to talk about the Jets leading up into uh, into a calling our guest? So the Jets are my least favorite team in the NFL. I grew up in New York, in the New York Southern New York area, where the Jets and Giants ruled among most fans. And I was a Dolphin fan in that sea of green, and I don't like them. I don't like them at all. But most people don't. I think we can beat them. I hope we can beat them, because if we can't beat them, we really can't beat anybody. This, Except yeah, the Bills. People talked about last week how it was kind of an important game. It, you know, it was an important game because the winner of that of the winner of of last Thursday's game, we were both four and three, becomes five and three, and is in a good position, right, for playoffs and all that stuff. Even though it's too way too early to think about playoffs with the Dolphins, especially with the second half schedule we've got. Yeah, um, but this one, this one, this to me is is as much of a must win game as you can have in Week Nine. Oh yeah, because you. You ha- this is one of those teams you have to beat. You're at home. You've already beat them on the road, and you're a better team. You have a better record. the The two Bills games and this Jets games, like we have to have those three. We have to have those three to get to seven, and then some luck. To- and then we have to beat some teams that are probably better than us to get to eight or nine wins. 
and the playoffs really don't seem possible at this point. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. And next week we'll get more into our, our Q3. But this week we do have a uh, have a guest. Um, his name is Mike Gargiulio. He is a New York Jet fan. He's, Ooh. But he's a great guy. Yay! Yeah, he's, he's one of my really good friends. He actually he plays drums for a band called Gray Market here in the area who are one of the uh, better local bands that I would say. Actually, they're my favorite local band, so... Thanks a lot. Yeah, sorry, Rob. I do like... I like, I like your bands, too, but... All right, no, but Gray Market is fantastic. Yeah. Honestly, go... Just go, like, Google that thing. Gray Market, as the band, it's, it's hard to explain. They're, like, they're... It's it's a great combination of everything. Yeah, and their live shows are fantastic. They are. It's just it's two guys. Mike plays drums, and then you have uh, Caves, their lead singer. He plays guitar and sings, and um, they have a lot of uh, electronic stuff that they do. But it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's fantastic. All right, so let's see what happens. Let's push this button. All right. I don't know if this is gonna work. Yeah, we'll see. It worked last time. Hello. Hey, Mike. Can you hear us? Yes, sir. Excellent. Woo-hoo. All right. Welcome to the blowhole. It worked on the first yeah. try. <laughs> How's it Do going, you man? Do live or you record it? We are recording live, but we post it after we get done recording. So, so, got you, got you. so we, are, we, are, we are a clean podcast, but if you drop some F-bombs, we can take them out. <laughs> I, I appreciate that warning. I was going to ask up front. I am a very... Uh, animated individual, so I will <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Excellent, thanks, Mike. All right, so we just got done um, letting our, our our listeners know how disappointed we were in the Dolphins' performance on Thursday. Did you happen to catch any of the Dolphins' game last Thursday? I did not. No, you didn't miss anything. Um, well, I guess if you hate <laughs> the Dolphins, it, it would have been really nice for you to watch that. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, they got they got absolutely murdered, um, and uh, their defense looked terrible. So that been should there. be been there yeah. oh yeah yeah yep uh, yeah you know what we're talking about so that should yep. be you know something to look forward to for uh, your young quarterback this week to, to feast on our terrible terrible defense Yeesh. i don't yeah i don't know we took care of the bears <laughs> that's yeah. true we did beat the bears sure did sure did so what are you what are you feeling about the jets this year mike um well um you know it's one of those things that is a little bit foreign because I think that everybody is pretty confident in Sam and the pick and his performance and the way he's looked. So there's this really unfamiliar twinge of hope and and this light at the end of the tunnel. And that's all uh, really exciting. Problem is, after what seems to be mm, what we'll say uh, underwhelming set of draft classes, we would really like to see him put in a more ideal situation. Um, so that has people kind of feeling impatient. It's been four years since the regime took over, and the roster today, save for Sam, is not better than when he took over, or when they took over, I should say. So um, that's kind of this uh, this gnawing issue. So it's you know kind of a coin flip. So we can we can see the hope there, and 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 that is all really exciting. But remarkably, we're still talking about do we need to clean house. You know? I'd, I'd agree. I'd agree with all of that. Do you think it was kind of you guys got kind of set back by that one year where you you guys played well and uh, Fitzpatrick won all those games for you guys and you, you might have thought that that was a good team to build around and it ended up not being a good team and it kind of set you back like a oh, year, I guess. Oh man, so frustrating, right? It's like you could see that there was a plan and then this unexpected you you know left left turn out of nowhere and it's like how is this happening and how is it happening with this guy? 
You know what I mean? Every even looking at him in Tampa, even it's like I'm I'm watching <laughs> what Fitzpatrick is doing in Tampa. It's allow me to warn you, please heed my warning, and uh, <laughs> and it doesn't matter. Uh, they they bench Winston today, and he's going to be starting. Uh, Fitzpatrick's going to be starting, and so um, yeah, I mean, it, it was just one of those things where it's you know you feel the hype and you get excited and you, you just want to get behind your team and support the team and like who knows maybe it's some Cinderella thing, um, but it comes crashing back down to earth and you know, ultimately what everybody thought the original plan needed to be and should have ex- been executed was, is. So, yeah, it's one of those things. <laughs> I mean, to to be fair, Fitzpatrick has always been Fitzpatrick. He's always right. been flashes of brilliance followed by complete, utter destruction <laughs> of pick six. Yeah, and you know what? It's, it's heartbreaking because he's like the most likable guy, and he's, he's yeah, a riot. Yeah, really. He's a riot, you know, to the press, he's a riot. Teammates love him. Great in the locker room. It's like if only people, if only teams could find a way to relegate him to that to that backup role and never get him into the starting role, it, it would be probably an, uh, an easier story when we finally look back on his career. But, it, it you know, it's always going to have these, <laughs> except that when he threw seven interceptions in one game. Like, that's, yes. it's always going to come back to <laughs> Which that. Which he can do. He's the only quarterback to ever throw six touchdowns in a game and also have a game with six-plus interceptions. I know, right? It's, it's a crazy Just league, a, man. It's, it's a it's crazy league. It's hard to do. Yeah. I tell you, though, you know, not not that the parallels are the same, but, you know, watching these talented quarterbacks, the Mahomes and the Rodgers, the guys who get to sit and watch a good quarterback – I don't know, but you know, maybe it wouldn't have been terrible for the Jets to have Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick starting this year and having Darnold, you know, just sitting and watching. Yeah, but Fitzpatrick had already blown up his spot there because he wanted so much money and then played so poorly after they gave him the one-year deal that there really wasn't anything that he could have done. True. So yeah, you know, I don't. I never really subscribed to that. I, I didn't really subscribe to you know the new kid has to sit back and learn. Um, I always thought that if if the guy if the kid has the tools and he's got the wherewithal and he's got the mind to process the game at a reasonably fast pace, you know, understanding that the NFL level is going to be much faster. But if he can do those things, then get him out there. Like if if he's a a little bit of a project and he's a little bit raw, then yeah, okay, I could see that. But when you're talking about guys who are drafting and not out of necessity, you know, at the top, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six picks, these guys, you know, they should be ready to, you know, sort of take their licks. And again, as I said, with the caveat that obviously quarterback is the biggest reach anybody ever makes in the draft. And sometimes they'll overdraft quarterbacks. That's to be understood. But when you're talking about like the top guys who are taken, I don't, I don't think they need to sit. Actually, that, that's a great point. It's a little bit of a red herring because the teams where guys can sit, it's because they're good teams. They're guys who fell in the draft or, you know, were picked sure. later. They're not required to be the savior of a terrible team. So they, they sit, they get to learn how to, how to watch film, how to be in a meeting and all of that. And then they inherit a very good team that, you know, that didn't pick for in the top five of the draft. Yeah. So that also helps that a lot. And the way the NFL structured right now is if you get, you draft a quarterback high um, and you don't have to pay them that much for that first rookie contract, and that gives you all those, you know, those years of flexibility within the salary cap. You want that guy to play right away, and you want to know you don't you don't have as much time to waste to wait for them to develop. You need them to get in there and play right away. And you kind of seen is what what has happened with that. You saw Russell Wilson and the Seahawks win a Super Bowl within his first three years. Carson Wentz last year, even though he didn't that, win the actual Super Bowl, was a big reason why the, the Eagles were so That's the new model. Good. That's what the Bears are trying to do. They're You're like, with hey, the Rams right now. Yeah, and the Rams right now, they're like, the. that's why the— Spending all their money on all the other positions until they have to pay Goff $20 million a year and they can't spend all that money on 
you know, a second defensive tackle. Are they going to? Are the Bears going to have to spend twenty million dollars to keep Trubisky? Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> <That'd be> great. <laughs> Ice cold, man. No, but I mean, you're, you're, I mean, you're definitely right. I mean, because you, you, I mean, not to bring up Tampa again, but the, you know, there's just at the front of my brain, you know, Winston. Oh, yeah. You know, you you've got to play these guys because you have to know what the investment is because you have to know, you know, jobs are won and lost in in, in this league in three years. You know, so. You know, Winston's in a contract year. I know that he was not looking great. And I know that he was uh, out for another suspension, but it's like, I don't really care how well Fitzpatrick's playing. I need to know what this kid's paycheck is going to be. And this benching essentially means he's going to come at a discount. <laughs> so Yeah, exactly. Well, and this is this is one of those things is if – if Dirk Cutter's playing for the long haul, like if he want, if he's playing for his job, he's playing Fitzpatrick because he gives them a better chance to win right yep. now. But the Bucks is a terrible situation. But the Bucks as an organization yep. need to know what they have in Winston. They need to play out the string and say, is this a guy we we are going to give money to or not? He's thrown ten picks in less than three games. So. Hey. Well, I think they know what they have with him right now. When you get to sit behind a guy like Fitzpatrick, you get to learn a thing or two. Well, that was the thing. I mean, and the, and the Jets were in this exact situation with rookies sitting while, you know, someone else played, whether it was McCown or it was, or it was Fitzpatrick. But it's like, look, I've got 11 years of tape on Fitzpatrick. I know what I have. Play the kid. I don't like, yeah, and, sure. and I know, like I said, wins and losses and guys are playing for their jobs. I'm sorry. You, we, this is the investment. We invested on the kid. Play the kid. Yep. To be fair, those rookie quarterbacks the Jets have were like Christian Hackenberg and, and guys like Geno Smith and Geno Smith. Absolutely right. And before that, Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Absolutely right. Well, they, well, right. So, so again, you get into this catch twenty-two, right? So with Mark Sanchez, it's like, <clears throat> okay, well, what if we we have this very small, um, little exciting run two times in a row? It's like okay, and then you know it comes crashing back down to earth. But you can also correlate that with some of the other, um, some of the other uh, uh, personnel decisions that were made after the fact. Um, with McCown and Fitzpatrick, it's like, okay, well, guess what? The team is now, you know, three and six. Sit, sit, get the kid in, let him get his reps. Yeah. Season's over. And we're not going to the, we're not going to playoffs. Call it a day. You know, see what you have in the investment. And from what I can tell, he's played pretty well. I mean, Darnold, well, from what I've seen, I haven't seen a lot of He's had a good start. Year, the last the last few games have been, have I mean, it's the Bears defense, even without Mac, it's still a good defense. Yeah. Um, but so and so, Mike. What what's your feeling on on how uh, Sam's been doing this year through the first half? Yeah, sure. Um, well, let me. I'll just preface with the the obvious caveat that it's like rookie quarterback. Okay, so you know every single every single review of every single one of his performances is for a rookie quarterback. You know what I mean? So let's just put that qualifier oh, yeah. up front, right? Um, he had uh, his first three NFL pro games in like eleven days. He faced two of the best defenses in the league. Um, in the in the Vikings and the uh, and the Jaguars, you know, in in this very uh, brief stretch overall total, um, yeah, the Jags were still good back then. Right, right. Um, yep. And they weren't banged up yet, right? So, so yep. the thing with Darnold is we still see him going through his reads. We see him um, making progress in where he was struggling. So, for example, in the first like two games, he would still try to force every throw, doing his best, like Brett Favre. I'm sorry former Jet Hall of Fame quarterback, Brett Favre, um, throws, <laughs> right? And then by games three and four, you saw him throwing that ball away as opposed to taking the sacks or, or throwing an interception. Um, in, in terms of his decision-making, you can see, okay, he kind of is getting a little bit of a feel for the game. We can see that he kind of has an idea who his go-to hands receivers are, but 
Then the receivers started getting banged up. We saw him in the first two and three games have trouble with the long ball by the time the third and fourth and fifth games came along. You know, he's throwing dimes to Robbie Anderson in the, in the back end, you know what I mean, back in the end zone. So we can, you know, even in the short term, you can see progress. So I don't, I don't think that um, it's a question of is he going to be good. It's a question of how good is he going to be. Yeah, I think fans outside of the, you know people that don't follow the Jets don't realize you know how much of a security blanket uh, Anunua was for him, and that him going down did hurt yeah. him a lot. And their offense, yeah, I mean, they don't really saying. have anything there. Like they don't have, I mean, outside of outside of Darnold, and now um, Anderson's hurt, and he's and he obviously he doesn't look the same as he did last year. Uh, the running game is is not great. They have a decent. Actually, that running line. game is good. They've the, they've got two good running backs, and they they well, they run the ball. I Powell's out. Powell's now. done. So yeah. now they'd have one. But McKnight should come back, and uh, in a couple of actually a couple of, actually I don't know when he's coming back, but he's supposed to come back this year. And honestly, they were they were the talk was they were going to cut Powell because of you McKnight know because of back. McKnight, and mm-hmm. then when he got hurt, but. But honestly, it didn't matter who it was, you know, whether it's Crowell or Bilal Powell. Which I didn't know you loved the say. Jets so much, Rob. Well, I, I I need running backs in fantasy, so I've been <laughs> okay. investigating. I was going to say you guys did your research. You, you guys kind of me blush a little bit here. I'm, I'm you know I'm, I'm I'm getting the vapors. Um, okay, so um, yeah, the, I mean the deal is that you know you kind of look at every any rookie quarterback, and part of that development and part of part of what the story is on that is going to be what kind of position did they get put into, right? So you have a guy like Mahomes who's like, wait a second, you're telling me that I have a killer run game and a killer O-line and killer receivers? Okay, well, I'm going to light it up. Goodbye. Right. Um, and then you have others, like, well, which is more often than not, they're going to a crap team with, you know, who, who expect you to be the savior, and it's going to be a little while. So for the Dolphins, I mean, really, now that Powell's done, so you won't have to deal with him, uh, Johnson, the number one corner's out. Quincy, the number one receiver's out. You really have an advantage or an opportunity, rather, to to take on this game. And if you can stop for the Dolphins, if you can stop the run game, especially up the middle, because the Jets, for some reason, really don't really go for the edge and the end arounds. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. We'll never know. But the <laughs> interior line for the Jets offensively is a problem. The center is also injured. Um, long his hand um, he had a finger injury he's literally having trouble like snapping the ball so take advantage oh. of that but um yeah Is that so important? If, if the dolphins <laughs> yeah yeah so if the dolphins can stuff the run um you are going to put yourself in a better position to succeed uh for sure well that's good to know i feel a little bit better about sunday so i wanted to kind of hop let's let's hop in the time machine and go back to, to week two so we have the 1-0 Miami Dolphins traveling up to New York to play the 1-0 New York Jets. The hottest team in the NFL the after Jets, the Jets looked amazing. <laughs> right. They did. They right. really did. And, and both teams actually looked – I mean, I thought they, you know, there, was, there was hope for both teams at the time. Yeah. Um, and the Dolphins just – they jumped all over them in that game. And then the Jets played a, a pretty good second half and, and made it interesting. And it was you – know, it did come down to like the second-to-last possession when the Dolphins got the ball and were able to run the clock out. Um, but it was uh, – I mean, it was, it was a good game. It looked like both teams were on the up. Um, we've both teams have gone through quite a few injuries, um, just as you touched on. And now, um, now we're beat up. I don't know if you knew this about the dolphins, but in the last 10 quarters of football, they've given up over a hundred points. I did Um, know that. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting, their defense has looked absolutely awful. And if you like to run right up the middle, that's, uh, something we're very, very bad at stopping. So that's like, yeah, we're, well, we've been awful, like absolutely terrible in the last 10 quarters. Yeah. So so I'm uh, I'm pretty nervous about this game as a Dolphin fan. Um, I don't know, uh, Rob. How are you feeling about this game? I am mildly optimistic because, well, 
we have to we have to win this game if this season if we're going to do anything this season. Right. And Mike, I'm sorry, but it is the Jets. I mean, no, so. no, I understand. It's funny because <laughs> both fan bases seem to be like, oh man, this this next game, Jets Dolphins, that's the turning point. I see I see both fan bases talking about it, <laughs> and I I don't really believe in that sort of thing. But I I didn't mean to interrupt. It's just it's funny to hear both fan bases. Say the no, same no, thing. you're right. Yeah, because we we do we do the the cardinal sin of looking ahead and. If you know, if we if we can't win, we have to win the two Bills games and this Jets games just to to even pretend like we're gonna have a shot to be five hundred to get to eight and eight, right? If we don't win these games, uh, the Dolphins' second half is insane. We have like it's like Vikings, Packers, Jags, you know, Pats. You know, oh, the Jags are bad now though. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, so are we. Yeah, so yeah, it's uh yeah, it's 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 a crazy. It's football's just crazy, man. I mean, injuries happen, and then these guys they get they get so discouraged. I think more than any sport you'll ever see, it's because I think the games there's not as many games, so there's each one is so important. When you lose one, it yeah. really shifts. It really shifts that mood and that shifts that locker room. And you're seeing the Jags just completely fall apart. So, what's your confidence in the uh, in the in the Jets this Sunday? Um, I don't think the Jets will win. Um, but I think that, you know, you'll, you'll probably see them fired up a little bit. Um, I, I think that they're starting, as I mentioned earlier, they're, they're starting to get a little bit of heat on the front office and, um, it's a division game and there was a poor, well, what we would consider a poor showing against the Dolphins last time. And it's like, you know, we've really got to see some kind of halftime adjustments. We've got to see, um, we've got to see. Uh, fire coming out of these guys because, you know, now it's two in a row. You know, we've got to see some kind of creativity on the offense, even though, you know, people say like, oh, well, there's no talent. Well, what do you expect the offense coordinator to do? I, I hear that a lot. Actually, I hear that on, on your uh, – I was reading your um, SB Nation site a little bit earlier. Um, and I, it, it's really funny. You see the same exact stuff from fans. It's like – it's always this circular conversation where it's like, well, there's no talent, so what do you expect the coaches to do? Well, the GM is responsible for the talent. It's like, well, the GM and the coach are hand-in-hand. Hand. So, so it's always like in the circle. But it always comes back know. to drafting. Always. The NFL is so different than, like, you know, something like basketball where talent could win out. Like, it, it is it is so much coaching. There, You know, yeah. teams like, like the Patriots – they, you know, they they haven't hit on a draft pick, and I can't remember the last time they hit on a draft pick since maybe Brady was the last one, and yet they still plug in, they plug in guys, and it works. Now, granted, right. they have talent, right? But but yeah. but they also find a way to make it work, and they also cheat, and they cheat, right? That also helps. the cheating, yeah, the cheating. So don't forget ever, never, never. forget, never forget. Never. So all right, Mike. So let's go. Let, I, I'm I'm interested in in hearing. Um, so give me a little bit of a, a background on your on your Jets fandom. How long how long have you been a Jets fan and just you know it's it's been awful being a Dolphins fan but how awful has it been being a Jets fan? Um well actually I'm um a little bit more fortunate than you are. Um I, w- I was born into uh, a family that was kind of split so my brother's like a Giants fan but he was always a big sports guy and I was always a music guy so I never really cared. I just knew that I was going to be a Jets fan because my father was the Jets fan and I liked to root for the underdog and for from growing up Peripherally, I just knew that the Jets were always the underdog. Um, I didn't really get into the Jets until, like, the first year of Rex Ryan. So mm. for that, it was like, whoa, look at this thing, and now the Jets are coming on strong, and, and, and the whole league was, like, taken by surprise, and suddenly the Jets were front-page news, and, you know, they, they had the back-to-back AFC championship games, and, and, again, like, to have this kind of notoriety around the Jets after so long in the doldrums was, like, really exciting. Um, and then the whole thing just sort of steadily crashed. So for me, you know, it hasn't been all that painful except for like that, like this middle section where it's been like 
poor draft after poor draft after failed quarterback experiment after, oh, a glimpse of Fitz, and then uh, another kind of failed quarterback experiment. And so now we have this opportunity, which it's, it's still only an opportunity, um, to do something and make some noise. But it really depends on who's in the front office. And it's, it's been hard to kind of look around at different teams and how they're doing and how, and how they draft and all that stuff. Because um, you just never know what's going to happen. Like, I, I actually forgot entirely, by the way, that uh, Trader Mike was now in your front office. Um, we call him <laughs> Trader Mike because he was, you know, he was just pissing away draft picks for big-name splash players for so many years with the Jets. And it, it just it devastated our draft classes because we had no picks for so long. Um, anyway, um, so I guess, you know, but the short answer is it's been, you know, okay, a little bit painful, but I'm very aware of the history and why the same old Jets thing is a thing and, you know, gangrene is a thing. And, you know, I get that. Um, but I, I've been a little bit lucky because I'm late to the party. So that's good. I, I, I was afraid you either did something truly evil in a past life or, or <laughs> ran over some, like, you know, gypsy woman's kid. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. I do appreciate it. I mean, I, I am fully aware that the Jets passed up on Marino. I'm fully aware that they passed up on um, – uh, sap, you, you know, I, I, I like, I know about the history a little bit. I'm just like, yeah, glad I wasn't around for that <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. So I did, um, I was actually, I did a little bit more, um, uh, diving into the history. So like in, in like the years that like I've been a sports fan. So my, my earliest memory is, uh, my earliest sports memory is the 1984 Miami Dolphins Super Bowl against the uh, San Francisco 49ers in which they were absolutely murdered. Wow, you're oh. old. Wow, you're really in it. All right. No, no, man. That's, yeah. that's, that's loyalty, and that matters. That's loyalty, and that whole, matters. From that time to this time right now, both the Dolphins and the Jets have not made any more Super Bowls. And in that, that time span, the Dolphins and the Jets have played in three AFC championship games each. So that's yeah. – uh, so, yeah, we, we're both – we're long-suffering fan bases and – they do. They like we're not. We we haven't been good. Neither team has been that like real good in in a very long time. And I always yeah. found it really funny how much the two fan bases hate each other. Like just given like they're they're like I feel like we hate the Jets more than the Patriots. And I don't know if the Jets hate the Dolphins fans as much as they hate the Patriots. But I know that that's for us. Like you guys are like our our main our main foil. Like we don't even really like we hate the Patriots. But yeah, I really think it's because the, the Patriots weren't like this. Um, you know evil no, dynasty until relatively recently like from for more many more years it was it was the Jets and the Dolphins and I spoke to you about this you know once in the past it's like when I was a kid or by the time I was a Jets fan I didn't really have any exposure to that rivalry so I don't really care because neither yeah. team has been a threat to the other so nope. hardcore Jets fans <laughs> hate the Dolphins but yeah. I just really want the Patriots to all like implode I, I hate the Patriots more than and, and frankly in any team in all sports it's really the oh, dangerous yeah. for me. Yeah, well, that's fair. All right, let's get into uh, predictions for Sunday. Um, Rob, would you like to go first? I would love to go first. All right. I predict for what's the line on this game? I forgot to look it up. I, I haven't think even it's, looked. It's probably, I think it's just three, the regular home. Oh, I think I saw three. that. Uh, I don't know what the under over is, but I don't care because the Dolphins are going to win this game 24 to 19. Yeah, they're going to hold the Jets to 19 points? Yes. Okay. All right. Mike, I'm going to pass you the ball. Prediction for Sunday. Um, I think the Dolphins win 21-14. Ooh, nice. I hope that's the case. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'm going to be the black sheep here. I'm going to say Jets 
31. Miami Dolphins, <laughs> 21. Get out of my house. Dude, this guy. You're the worst. This guy how, is... can you, how can you bet on this team right now? Like, are you serious? We're not betting. We're predicting. That, well, that's the same No, it's thing. not. A bet is you believe your prediction so much you will put money behind it. I guess that's fair. But, I, but would you put money on the Dolphins winning? He's got a winning? point, though. He's got a point, though. I mean, how, is the, has the Dolphins has it been four in a row? They beat the Bears. They beat, okay. so they've only lost two in a row. Yeah, we went. We started three and zero, then to three and one, four and one, and then lost the next three. But they gave up twenty eight points in the second half to the Bears. Okay, so what? I will with, with with all due respect, I will say that um, I mean the, the Dolphins are they're certainly an imposter team. I mean the, nobody thinks the Jets are anything, but people seem to think that the Dolphins are something, and I think they're going anywhere. Um, I can see the Dolphins winning this game, thinking that they're back on track and going back to reality again. I think they're going to win, see that but I think there's well, going to be a false sense of hope. The back to reality uh, next week, they actually go to Green Bay to see oh, if man. to see if Aaron Rodgers can score a hundred points in a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's rough. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be. It's 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 not looking good for the Miami Dolphins. Can I just say um, anecdotally? Um, well, really, I, I should say peripherally that Booger McFarland is the worst announcer <laughs> that is actively working. What do you at mean he's got games. that cool cart? I'm shocked <laughs> that he that he got onto the to national. I mean, I remember he was a local host here for a while, and he was I remember not, that, and I, I couldn't believe good. it. After I, saw, after I thought the one game was a one time thing, and then I kept seeing him on Monday Night Football, and it was like the timbre of your voice alone is horrific. <laughs> but like the things, his commentary is just so bad. It's like worse than Madden bad. So I they just, just go to him too not much. Not related to anything. I just hate it. He's supposed to be like the you know like the the once in a while go to the guy on the field and and like he's practically in the booth that he's practically part of. It's like a three man team. It's like no, just just talk like you know once a quarter. Who's the new yeah? Team? No, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right. I thought he was just going to be like the guy on the field, but even gave him his like his stupid little chair with the camera. Like I don't yeah, like the that Sarah, at all. what Sarah Goosey used to do, like except he'd be on the sideline and say something goofy like you know once a quarter, except yeah. more like yeah, like yeah. way more. Oh so. my God, it's it's so bad. Give me like give me Romo all day, every day. He's been a revelation. I, I hope he gets. I hope he stays for a long while. He's great. Oh, he will. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's been great. He really has been. I was. I'm. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm a little disappointed that they didn't get Cutler back in the booth this year because I would have liked to hear him phone it in every Sunday. Oh, he You're doesn't right. care. That oh, guy I don't care. He didn't care enough to play football. He's gonna care enough to like learn. People's you can hear names. him lighting up cigarettes. <laughs> Hey, uh, I want to ask you guys a question actually that, that occurred to me. By the way, I, I know if you're like short for time, but to, if it's quick, no. um, I don't. Yeah. I don't think either team is going to do anything at the deadline. But are you guys, are you guys like seriously one hundred percent behind like Tannehill as the future, still right now today? Rob, would you like to take that first? Because I have my own take on that. Uh, you, oh, go ahead. All right, so. As far as Tannehill goes, and then the most frustrating thing about Tannehill, and you and I, Rob, have talked about this ad nauseum, is just you just you we have we have no it's not like Sanchez where you could tell that Sanchez was terrible or any of any lit or Geno Smith where you could tell that Geno Smith was terrible or any other Jets quarterback that you guys have gone through recently that's just been like yeah. wow like you can totally tell this guy's awful yeah like Tannehill does. He's never like he's never been. I mean, this year the Patriots game was like, wow, that was the worst I've ever seen him play, and you found out that he was hurt. So then it was like, okay, so now I'm wondering. He's never been great, and like I don't think to answer your question, like no, he's never going to be. He's not a franchise quarterback. He's not Aaron Rodgers. 
Um, he's more along the lines of like an Alex Smith. Like you can win with him if you have a decent team around him. I don't think he's ever going to take you to the Super Bowl, but it's really impossible to say because we've never, we've never gotten a he's never gotten a fair chance, and we've never really gotten a fair look at him. But he's thirty years old now, so like it's never going to happen. I'm over. Right, that was that I'm, was going to be my follow up question, right? So then, yeah. given that answer and given the timeline, right, and however long you in your mind think it would take to draft enough talent to be loaded and ready to make a run, what do you do? I mean, you guys, you, are, you, are you ready to sell the farm, what I'm saying? Are you ready to sell the farm in your picks to move up to get somebody? I don't know. I don't know enough about this quarterback draft class, but I am ready to get to, to move on from Tannehill because this, regardless of what happened this year, because this is, and basically what's ended up happening this year is like we're getting another one of those, well, we don't know, and yeah. getting real well, we don't know. Like now, now no, we but, know that we're never going to know. But I take, so. I take the flip side. I, Osweiler looks competent in this offense. This offense and Osweiler's terrible. Yeah, no, like he's he he does what the he does he knows how to read this offense. He's competent enough, and honestly, Tannehill was not that much better than him in this offense. If he was better at him at all, tech by the numbers, he's not even better than him. So that's what makes me think that Tannehill is at best an average quarterback. I don't want to go out. I yeah. you know like what I I wouldn't have given Kirk Cousins that money. We didn't have we couldn't afford him anyway. Yeah, but but I would love. If one of the top one of those four guys fell, I would have wanted them. You know, I would have wanted the Dolphins to pick him. I don't know if I would have say trade up for him, but I would have wanted them to pick him. And even though we said it doesn't work, I would have been happy for him to sit behind Tannehill for this year and learn it and see what happens, and then and then really, you know, f- compete for the job next year. Yeah, I'm glad they drafted Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm well, not Minka's great. Yeah, I'm just saying if if one of these four fell, I would have been. I would have been happy to, to, to see what, you know, I wouldn't have been mad if they took him. I didn't want Josh Allen. Or, do you guys, I mean, do you guys have all seven draft picks this year? I think so. Okay. I, I think, I think you do too. I'm just double checking. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and I was, I mean, again, I, I know you're, I was trying to look at your roster because the deadline was coming up and I was, like I said, I was thinking about this, but I don't know what you really have to offer another team. If, if you're going to do a fire sale, for example, you know, Cameron Wake is, is old, you know, uh, yeah, uh, is or Jai, whatever. Yeah. Um, well, he's know, gone. I, they he's traded gone. him last year. He left year, right in the last trade. trade. And uh, who's the uh, who's the current uh, running back now? Kenyon Drake and Frank Gore. So Gore Drake. wouldn't trade. No, Drake, no, Drake, Drake the was the one, one that... I was thinking of. Uh, people yeah. are your fans are high on Drake, right? Oh yeah, I love. He's my favorite Dolphin, actually. Yeah, okay. He's, so he's, I mean, yeah, I think he's got. Do some you talent. even have anything to put on the block? So they were talking. Yeah, they were talking about trading Devontae Parker, who's their, you know, he was their number one wide receiver draft pick from a few years ago, and he's been injury plagued. Um, Right, but it didn't happen last year. See, I I remember reading about Parker, but they didn't pull the trigger last year, right? They didn't trade him last year, and then this year he hasn't really played much, and he hasn't really been seriously injured. So it's been kind of a thing with the coach with Gase not wanting to put him in because he's tired of watching him kind of half-ass it on the field. And honestly, if, if our receiving core didn't get decimated with injuries, they probably would have traded him. Yeah, but and now he, they can't. And he played on Thursday night against the Texans, and he was actually, by far and away, the best player oh, on the field on Thursday. Yards, yeah, he had 150 yeah. yards receiving and was like, lights out, was their best player. But they they came out this week and said that they're not going to trade him because they can't because, I mean, all their wide receivers are hurt, so they they need him. So... But to um, you guys, wouldn't it be – or okay, unless you think that they are ready to make a run. I mean, would, would you rather hold on to him or would you rather, like, fire sale whatever you can? I mean, if he's, if he's the, the most valuable asset you have, 
would you rather try to get like a two for him? If, if you think you yeah, can get a two get for a him, second, I don't think you can get a one if, for him. But if I was the GM, yeah, I, if I could get a two, second they, round pick, they, I would. The, the, the word on the street is they were looking for a three. So if they could get a two for him, I would trade him, even if it meant we had to go in with two wide receivers against the Jets and and and, <laughs> and practice squad guys. Yeah, I mean that's okay. fine because I mean they got I mean they got a third rounder for Ajayi last year, and he was you know. And he was arguably their best player two years ago. But he's also younger. He was under contract longer. Parker's actually almost at the end of his rookie deal. So I would argue that Drake's better than Ajayi as well. Oh, I thought you were talking Parker versus No, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying you had a backup behind him that was— Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You don't have a guy behind Parker that's the same skill set. But why don't—and but then, then, but they don't give—and I love Frank Gore— and I'm 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 I love him as a play. He's a good, great player, great guy. But he, but Drake needs more touches. He'll probably get them in the second half. I would imagine of the season. I I I I don't even pretend to know what they're going to do. They don't do things that make sense. <laughs> they sure don't. I mean, well, yeah, that's another one of those things that everybody says about their fan base. But I, all I know is at this point, right now, today, it's very, it's basically like, hey, what's going on with the Dolphins? Oh, still running with Tannehill? Oh, okay. And then on to the next subject. So, I mean, I just yeah. feel like I, I assumed that that was the answer I was going to get from you guys. I, like I said, I didn't mean to make the podcast run over, but I was curious to hear from yeah. somebody inside because it's like I have to assume that you guys are ready to like, please, can we move on? But you got to find a way to move up because you keep winning these games. If you keep winning games, you're getting further and further away from the top of the draft. So That's exactly how I kicked off the podcast. I was like, are we ready to mail it in this year? Like, I mean, like seriously, like, because it's like you're not, we're not winning a Super Bowl this year. We're not going on a crazy run. I mean, I just I, I don't see what I like I think we but I don't know what quarterbacks are out there from but, this draft class either. But it's not even that. You I mean Mike, you know you guys picked in the top of the draft for a while. It's it's a it's still a crapshoot. Yeah. You don't know, you know, it's not just cuz you pick a quarterback in the top 5 doesn't mean he's going to pan out. Well that's so, true, but the, well two points to that. The first thing is that the, the Jets hadn't really picked a we've picked at the top of the draft. We haven't picked oh, a quarterback true. in the top of the draft in a very long time. And but the second thing is it's really the only way. Like, you have to roll. At some point, is all I'm saying is at some point, you have to roll the dice. Like, you have to make the investment and say one way or another, I need to be in, like, the top three picks to try to do something because this, this mess with Kirk Cousins that just happened, like, not only was that, like, completely out of control and, and, you know, massive overpay, that sort of thing doesn't happen. So if you want the guy, there's only one way to get the guy. You, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, that's just no, my, that's, that's my opinion. I'm sorry. That, that's the way I see it. No, and, no I agree. No, I, I would think that the I mean, Dolphins are like one of the prime clubs right now to be like, we need to look in the mirror. We need to make a decision. You know, I, again, I don't know how talented you think your roster is, but if you feel like, which again, this is a very familiar feeling to me, kind of bereft of talent, definitely don't have anybody on the roster sitting on the bench to come and light it up at the quarterback position. There's really only one choice because it's 2018 and we've got it. There's only one way, you know what I'm saying? So. So yeah, as far as talent, I mean, I think I think this is an eight and eight team that okay. if everything broke their way and they got super lucky, they could win ten or eleven games and and play a wild card game and maybe at my best, be, I'm talking best case scenario, win one playoff game, and that's right. that's like everything oh, going right. No, yeah. and that's that's more me before that's <laughs> that's me before the more before the season before the injuries happened and like, before I think the they, injuries that's, talent that just, was possible. Sure. Yeah, just talking yeah. talent. That's, sure. yeah. None of that's in play now. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> because yeah. but that's talent wise. That's what I think we have. You know, not. Not a not a not a bye week team, not a Super Bowl contender. But that's yeah, something. I mean, I mean if, you, if you leadership. feel like you've got some pieces, that's something. But the thing, you know, this year, I mean, we all knew, I think, by like week three, week four, that 
the AFC is going through New England, you know, it's probably going to be looking at the Rams. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, can my team beat that team? On any given Sunday, can my team beat that team? You know what I mean? Yep. Oh, yeah. And it's like, no, again, that this is where those hard conversations you kind of have to. Yep. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think we could have competed with them. You know, we could have competed with them if we were fully healthy. Yeah. Um, there was, there were guys they brought in. There were veteran, like, you know, tough leadership guys that they brought in on the offense and the defense that they had that have gone out, you know, on the, on the fronts. And you're kind of seeing some of that right now. You're seeing them getting pushed around up front. And not unlike what you kind of see in, in other sports like basketball, like it does seem like Gase built this team to, to compete with, New England, you know, built the, you know, they're not, if they're not pulling it off, but built a fast offense that can, that, you know, that sh- in theory could, could move the ball against a slower, you know, defense like they have getting, Definitely. getting the pass rushers. Cause we all know the only way to beat Brady is get pressure with four. Right. Well, you got to hit him with four. Kills yep. you exactly if you right. hit him with four. So, so we loaded up on defensive line, the injuries have, you know, took, made a strength, a weakness. And now, you know, we can't even get, we can't even sniff a quarterback, but they and built the, it with that in mind. They just didn't pull it off. And the one really exciting player we had, Albert Wilson, is now gone for this year as well. So he was, he was, he was actually a lot of fun to watch. He was, he was doing some great things for this. Yeah. Team. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, I remember reading about him and, and that's, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, at least look, I, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I mean, if, if you do have at least some kind of confidence in your front office, that's still something because I mean, if they, if he was building a team to go against the Patriots, I mean, if you're in this division, you are derelict in your duties if that's not how you were be building the team over the last 10 years. You know what I mean? I mean, True. it's coming to an end yeah. now, but, you know, over the last 10 years, that's how you had to be looking to build the team. Yeah, and you hit the nail on the head. You, we need a quarterback. Like, this team needs this team needs a leader. We were hoping to get a clear, definitive answer as to whether or not Ryan Tannehill was that guy. I mean, we're not going to get a clear, definitive answer, but we, we know that it's it's not right. So you Tannehill. want Jameis Winston or Blake Bortles next year? I want a, Oh god. I'm no no no. Kind no, of with don't, Mike don't about do trading it. Don't up do in the it. Draft. Don't, don't yeah. get a stopped yet. Don't do it. <laughs> I don't want either. I feel like they'll both be available. Oh, Mike, man. thank you so so much for jumping on the podcast. You brought up a lot of very very good points and you were very very knowledgeable as a Jets fan to come on and thank you for posing a rational Sane Jets fan for other people to see because we don't get to see a lot of that down here, as as you're well aware, I'm sure. We're rivals, reveling in rivalry. No, um, no, I, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. I had a blast. I, I would come on anytime. You guys are great, smart, had a good time. Absolutely. Oh, and one last question because I can never spell gray correctly. Are you? Is it is gray market a y or e y? E y. Because we're pretentious. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, we, we told folks to look it up, but I realized if, if, if they can't spell it, then they can't find it. So gray market, gray spelled E-Y. Go ahead and look those guys up, especially if you can find uh, videos of them playing live. Um, it, it's fantastic. And you guys are on iTunes too, right, Mike? We are on all platforms, locked and loaded. Excellent. You guys got anything coming up? Did, I know you just did the new album come out or when it came out recently, correct? Uh, well, what we did was we kind of just put online uh, the work in progress. So we had like, we're, okay, so we're so damn pretentious, as a matter of fact, that we're uh, <laughs> doing a space opera. And so in, oh, in awesome. true fashion, uh, you know, of all that nonsense, we like sort of collected the first part of it as like act one. And so we just put it out so people can hear it. So it's not done. We just wanted it out there so that people can see what we're in the middle of doing. Um, we are starting to book some new shows around town. Um, we've got uh, something coming up in November. We're putting together something in December, one in Tampa, one in St. Pete. So they'll be up uh, shortly. Awesome. Thanks again, Mike. Really, really appreciate it. Everybody check out Gray Market when you get a chance. And uh, go Dolphins this week. Good luck, guys. 
<laughs> thanks, All right, man. Thanks. See ya. All right. Ah, it's nice to talk to people who are beaten down a little more than we are. <laughs> oh, man. If they can be optimistic, we that means we shouldn't give up hope. He thought the Dolphins were going to win on Sunday. As do I, That's... you traitorous <laughs> monster. I'm not a traitor. I just, I, are you serious? Like, you've seen this team play. Like, you've seen what we have right now. You're a monster. I'm, ta- I'm taking the Dolphins minus three, and, uh, and we could put that as one of our bets that I crushed you again two to one. God, I really hope you're right. I will be, I will gladly take the L. I will gladly take the L on that one. All right. Do you want to quickly run through um, the games? I have them pulled up on my phone. Yes. Let's, before we do that, let's talk about uh, last week. So, quickly, James and I have been on a little uh, seesaw. I win in all the odd weeks, and he wins in all the even weeks. It went it went three and zero to three and zero to two zero and one to two and one, and now it's two and one again. Um, I. I crushed him. Not only did I crush him, I even predicted how I was going to do it because with because <laughs> I took the Bucks plus four and I said it will be a garbage garbage cover, a garbage backdoor cover, and it was exactly what it was. Happened. A Fitzmagic Fitz Fitzmagic garbage <laughs> cover. My 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 belief that that the Ravens were a good team cost me the one win because they are as bad as the Dolphins apparently. They're and with the same record, so yeah. I lost on that one. And uh, I think you they're thought, better than the And Dolphins. you thought Hugh Jackson was going to give the Steelers a game. And I it, did. And it cost him his job. Actually, you should be fired, too, for believing in him. <laughs> I, didn't re- I believed that they would cover. I didn't believe they'd win. <laughs> I believe I said that. Um, but, yeah, no, that's uh, – yeah, fair enough. I mean, two, two and one. I mean, we're pretty close on the year overall. Yeah, yeah we're, pra- we're practic- um, practically after even. Next- I think you're a half game up on me because of the tie. Well, no, because well, I've had one more week since we do the odd weeks. I've had more one more week of beating you now. So gotcha. You have to go two and one this one to get to just be up to to get within that half game of me. Gotcha. All right. So so are we? Are you are you going on record with the Jets here, or is this one you're taking? I'm going on record taking the Jets, and you can shoot me in the face because I really hate that. Like I hate that I would ever pick. Well, the I Jets. hate this because it's your week. How can you pick this team? You've seen them play. Like, I don't even, I, I can't even, I, I could not with a good conscience, like as an impartial okay. picker of games, pick you know the Dolphins why? to ever win another football game. Because I've picked them every week. I'm a goddamn homer. I and know. I'm, it's and I'm awful. They're so bad. They're, they've turned into a garbage football when, team. This when, is the worst defense I've ever seen. When Finkel and Einhorn first uh, did a no-show, well, Finkel was there, but Einhorn didn't show, I know, which I is weird. I've, I haven't seen Einhorn in the same room. But when when we first decided to do this, I thought I was going to be the pessimist and you were going to be the optimist. But gosh darn it, you put these headphones on me and I just want to talk about how good these Dolphins could be. I love them. Like, I love the Dolphins. Like, I, I, I love you the Miami not. Dolphins. You love the Jets. Oh, I you love hate the Jets. Them. Oh, we're going to have to blurt that one out. Uh, <laughs> oh, mark it down. What is this? Episode six. And we have our first F-bomb dropped live on, on the fin side or on the blowhole. From our uh, from our James Radio, the professional. Of course, it comes on Jets Week, though it has to. Well, I'm also four seltzers in at this point because you're so torn because you love the Jets. I do not love the Jets. I hate the Jets. <laughs> I hate the Jets. I just hate this Dolphins team right now. I hate the way they're playing football. It's awful. I mean, I love the Dolphins. It's fixable. But... All right. I don't know if they can fix it. If but you say it so, can be fixed. Yeah. Well. It, yeah. Whatever. The defense. I don't understand it. They we yes, linebackers are only good at one thing. Like you know, they're young. They need a defensive line in front of them. 
and it's banged up, but it's still there's still enough good guys that we should they should be playing better. It's a domino effect. I mean, honestly, look, Robert Quinn has been he's all of a sudden gone invisible. He was getting some pressures at the beginning of the year, and now he's not. Like now he's not. Um, Charles Harris, I think you know he doesn't have a, he didn't have a ton of sacks or anything, but he was getting pressure and he hasn't played the last couple of weeks. Uh, William Hayes, who I think is one of the most underrated players on the Willie team, Willie Hayes gone. Um, you know Jordan Phillips for you know whatever reason was let go, and he was a good solid rotational player that was up there. And you're seeing Godcha and uh, and Spence and and Taylor just not covering their gaps and getting gashed, and they're not they're not covering. They're not getting penetration. They're not covering the places they were supposed to be. And Cameron Wake, I love him, but he's 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 hurt. Obviously, he's coming back off a knee. He's already had knee surgery already, and he's not young. No. And then you have two other guys off the practice squad playing Woodard, who I liked, but I don't even know if he's been back yet. I haven't even I haven't seen him. And then uh, I think uh, Cameron Malvo is the other one. And I mean, at this point, you're talking about your your twelfth exactly, exactly. You know, so and you, that's what you have up front right now, and it's. You have no protection for those linebackers. They're young, aside from Alonzo. The other two are young, and you know Alonzo. If he doesn't have protection, you he, see how different he is. He's a, yeah. He's he's it's a, like night and day. He's an he's like I, I'm not going to say incomplete, but he's like when given help, he's amazing. All but linebackers, exposed, yeah. He's, all great yeah. linebackers need assistance up front. Even Ray Lewis, when he didn't have those nasty giant defensive tackles in front of him, like he wasn't the same. I mean, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer, but I know who's going to knife those people for you. Exactly, exactly. And then you have, I mean, I love Rashad Jones too, but I mean, he's he's clearly playing hurt as well. Um, you know, Fitzpatrick is, you know, doing the best that he can and Howard's doing the best that he can, but McCain's also hurt. Like none, none of these guys are 100%. They're so banged up back there that it's, it's, it's just, it's really unfortunate. And they're just, they're out of position. They're getting no help. Nobody's, you know, they're just, they're not making the plays that they were making at the beginning of the year. And it's, so it's fixable. You agree with me? Yeah, if they all miraculously get healthy and... Uh, yeah, it's the NFL. Everybody's hurt. Not an excuse. All right, let's get to the slate of games. This one, no one's going to sit through this. We've been talking for a while, and we're talking all about the Jets, your, fav- your second favorite team. They're not my favorite team. I know. I said I, they're my least favorite. favorite team. They're the team I hate more than any other NFL team. Whatever. All right, so to start off this week, Oakland at San Francisco. San Francisco favored by four at home on Thursday. Both of these teams are garbage. They're worse than the Dolphins. Don't. Yeah, I don't like this. I uh, this is this is weird because I love picking against Gruden. Well, San Francisco's at home. I know, but I I don't think they should be giving four to anybody. They just lost to the Cardinals. They did. They blew a twelve point lead. So I am going to take the I I would I would pick the Raiders in this. Not so much that I'd want to bet on it, but I, I'm just going with the points. I'll agree with one. that. They have the better quarterback, and I mean it's not really a road game for them because it's San Francisco. All right, so Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota favored by seven. I like the Vikings. Well, I wouldn't touch this because Detroit is the Tennessee Titans of the NFC, meaning they... They're they, only good when they play the Dolphins? They're... Well, because no. the Dolphins are bad? We're, well, but we, we, we can beat no, the No, I was Titans. making a joke. I know. It was just terrible. I know. Um, no, you just never know. They, they look great against some teams. They look terrible against other teams. You never know what you're going to get. They're a weird team. I think they're talented on offense, but they're you know the they haven't shown up since that Dolphins game. Uh, well, I guess that's only one game. So Minnesota has to have this game. 
Minnesota, well, oh, well, they did lose the other one, but Minnesota just they don't look like the team from last year. They're a good, they're a great team, but they're, well, they're not a great team. They're a very good team. Yeah, they're a good team. They're but they're a more consistent, solid team than Detroit. They're not in yes, probably, and they do need and they're it, at home and they're at home, but it's a lot of points. A touchdown. That's a lot of points. All right. I mean, are you happy when your team scores a touchdown because it's because they just got a lot of points? Yeah, yeah. See, so that touchdowns a lot of points. Yeah. So I don't know if it's one I'd be I'd be betting on, but I lean Detroit mostly for the points to cover. All right. So to wait. Cover. So wait. Is that two? We are. We've had out of the first. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not. This isn't one I want to put some weight behind. I'm All not, right. I don't feel strongly about it. Kansas City at Cleveland. Kansas City favored by ten and a half. Not enough. All those points for Kansas City. All right. Although. Well, we probably already mentioned. Everybody knows Hugh's gone. You feel like they get a little bump? Oh, with Hugh Jackson not there, I don't know. As I I'd mentioned earlier to you off air, he'd already won twice as many games this year as he'd won in his previous two years combined. Tripled his win total. That's this year. a lot of wins for to fire. That's for the Browns. That's a lot of wins to let go of. No, I think Hugh Jackson's a terrible head coach. I think. Well, Greg Williams is also not a good coach. So that's who they replaced what Hugh Jackson What can go with. wrong? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to take the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs with the points in that one. Yeah, I'm not. I It's hard for me to go against the Chiefs. Yep. All right. The next game is a 1 o'clock Eastern. Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens favored by three at Oof. home. Baltimore getting the home three. I, you know what? I, 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 recruit, I recuse myself. I've thought the Ravens were a good team. I felt they were like, you know, could be possibly top five in the AFC, and I was wrong. They're not good. Their defense is good. I don't know. I don't know what to make of them. Um, well, they lost this, to the Panthers. The Panthers are a good team. True. They lost to the Panthers on the road as well. The Panthers are a good team. They lost to a good team at home. Uh, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm I'm like the Patriots. I'm waiting for the Steelers to to just shrivel up and go away. But I'm taking I'm, I'm taking basically I'm taking points. This game's probably going overtime, um, so I'll just take the points. Pittsburgh. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I like Pittsburgh. Tampa Bay. Ryan Fitz. Tampa Bay and Ryan Fitzpatrick travel to Carolina, where Carolina is favored by seven points. Carolina all day. Carolina all day, except Tampa Bay is the king of the backdoor cover, as they prove in last week. It's not, not again, if, if we don't have any games, I can come back to this and to the Detroit since it's your week anyway. Um, but I, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the points in that one, just because Tampa Bay, they've been blown out in so many games and have come back to backdoor cover. The, this team can, with their offensive talent, can garbage time better than anybody. All right. Atlanta. So wait, so you're taking that one? So that's one of your three? If we need one. Let's see if we find ones like that we that I want to root for. The Atlanta Falcons travel to Washington, D.C. to take on the Washington Redskins. It is a three-point line. The Redskins are favored by three at home. Wow, this one's only given they're only got one and a half. Okay, so I Oh yeah, there's multiple ones on here. Most of them are one and a half. So all right, we'll go one and a half. So I am contractually obligated to no longer back Matt Ryan on the road. Um, with that terrible defense, a great offense. Honestly, I think the Falcons win here, but I can't, um, I can't pick them on the road ever. Yeah, I, Washington actually looks like a decent football team. I think they're like five and two now. I think... 
see, I, I actually, we, we've gone too long, so we won't get into this, but I have a way of sort of looking at teams. There's like, there's bad, bad teams, like your Bills, whatever. Then there's those bad, good teams. They're bad teams, but they're good, and they can show flashes, like uh, maybe the Jets or something like that. Then there's oh you love the Jets apparently uh, oh, I, just, like the I called Jets them a are a good bad te- team but you said a this, good bad team is this what is you the said. second rung on the ladder from the bottom the Jets then are you bad have, the Jets are have, really bad then you, they're good bad teams the next one are bad good teams which is a team that should be good and can be good but will lay in eggs like the Lions they're a bad good team and then you have good good teams like which is obvious your your Rams and your Chiefs you know there's like four tiers to me and. The Redskins are a bad, good team. They have Alex Smith at their quarterback. Hey, that means they can make the playoffs and not win any games, or win one game and and yeah, that's that's what that Alex sounds said. good right about now. Can I sign no. up for that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they'll they'll All win right. the game. All right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. All right. Because I can't go with the Falcons on the road. Next one is Chicago at Buffalo. There's no line because Buffalo's playing right now. I guess that's why there's no line. But, I mean, Chicago wins. I don't care what the line is. I am with you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Houston at Denver. Um, this one, what is that? No. That can't be right. Houston by 10? Is it, Or no, pick even. I have it. Uh, never mind. I have it even. What does it say here? This one says, uh, yeah, Broncos favored by two and a half. The Broncos favored by two and a half? Yeah. They're getting... I mean, not the whole home thing, but they're they're basically thinking they're only half point worse. Oh yeah, that's what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing mostly ones. Wow. All right. Oh no, there's a two and a half. All right. Yeah, two and a half. Um. Wow. I well, I so, guess it's just because I saw Houston shred us, and this I. But then Detroit shredded us and got stomped I, by Seattle, who's not that good either. This isn't even firsthand knowledge, but apparently Denver is pretty good on like the DVOA stats and whatnot, like especially their defense. So I think that them at home, people not believing in the Texans because even though they've reeled off all those games, they haven't beaten a good team yet. <clears throat> Give me the Texans. Give me the Texans, dude. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't believe go, the I Dolphins can't, are that bad. I can't go. I mean, I do them. believe the Dolphins are that bad, but I. Well, they were last week. They, their defense was that good bad. Good Lord. All right. Oh, this is a good game. L.A. Chargers at Seattle Seahawks. Seattle favored by one to one and a half at home. This feels like the one where the coach and kicker blow the game, but I'm taking the Chargers. For the Chargers? They're a better team. Seattle. Seattle's one of those teams that everybody wrote off and they're actually their defense is okay and wilson's a good quarterback but it's not it's people look at wilson's stat and they're like he's terrible and they're just running the ball like crazy they're not asking him to do anything and they they probably should have him do more than he does but they just they just run 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 yeah i mean i they have good decent running backs and they have a good quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over and they have a defense that can tackle people and cover which Mm -hmm. we do not have Stop making this all about you. I can't. I know. I'm so hurt. Chargers. Yeah, I like the Chargers. Ooh, here's a good one. Rams at New Orleans. Wow. New Orleans is favored by a point at home? Uh, But only one point at home. Still. Yep. And you know what? I'm going with the Rams here. Give me the Rams. In the dome? Because I'm not going against. I'm not not going against them until they lose. I feel like after the big win against Minnesota and everyone's like, "Ooh, this is the, you know, the this is the Saints chance to prove and whatever." Um 
I would not be shocked if the Saints win this game, but I'm going with the Rams. So this means oh, are there more? Was that the Monday nighter? No, that's uh, oh, that's just Sunday. That's Sunday afternoon. I like the Rams, and I think the Rams win. I, I like the Saints a lot, but I mean they haven't played anybody like the Rams yet. I'm with you. All right, um, Green Bay at New England. New England favored by seven or six and a half. This is in New England. Oh man, wow. I, I like the Packers, but I mean, I think uh, this I one's think, in New England. You yeah, just said New England's going to win. I would probably lay the seven there. I think the yeah. I'm believe me. I think the Packers are going to destroy us in the you know week after. But um, yeah, but going on oh, the yeah. road against the Patriots, I would take the Patriots. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then your Monday night game is Don't two of your favorite teams, care. the Tennessee Titans facing. The Dallas Cowboys with Amari Cooper. You think Amari Cooper makes a difference for uh, that team? No. Really? Well, not in enough of a difference. I think he makes them a pretty interesting offense, actually. I mean, they were good when they had Brian and, and Elliot. Don't you think he's as good as, as Brian? Now. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't mean him like he's Brian in his heyday, but I mean, he's Brian probably like that that year when they went to the. They should have gone to the NFC Championship game. Where the catch that wasn't a catch. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not an Amari Cooper believer. No, I mean no. he's he gives them a credible wide receiver now. He's like a rich man's Devontae Parker. Uh, well, they were the same draft class, and they're the same guy. They have the flashes of brilliance and then the disappearing act. I think he makes them a little bit more of an interesting team. I think their defense is pretty good, too. All right. Here's, here, here's me going big. I care so little about this game, I'm not even picking it. I don't care who wins. I don't care who covers. Don't care. All right. So now we have to go back. So th- so it looks like I'm going to be f- – because it's your week. It's an even week. Um, or an odd week. Oh, because we started in a weird week because we started in week three. So, um, yeah, whatever yeah. we did. So it's, we, my, it's my week. Yeah, I'm even weeks because we started week four. Um, and I won weeks one, two, three because we didn't pick them. Yeah. So, oh, my God, I'm going to take the Bucks plus seven. This is terrible. You're taking the Bucks plus seven at Carolina? Yep. All right, and you have the Dolphins. And I have the Dolphins minus three. And there was another one where I was kind of – on the other side, but like didn't... Detroit, Minnesota, Ugh. you were going to take Detroit or there was also Atlanta, Washington, which I think you agreed with me on. Baltimore, Did you take the Pittsburgh. Texans? I took the Texans. Bronco. I'm taking the Bronco. Oh, it's the two and a half is what we said, right? Is that what we're going on? Yep. Do, do we have better odds than any of your others? Am I having, am I giving up less points on one of yours? No, I see two and a half across. Oh, God, I can't give up points. I see an even and then two and a half. Yeah, so. I'll take the even. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I, all right. I I'll, do think you know Houston what? wins outright, but no. It's yeah, your it's week. Two and I'll, a half. I'll do minus two and a half, which is crazy. This is Denver. that's just stupid. Yeah, right, so you got Denver, Tampa Bay, and Miami. Yep. <whistles> you sure about that? Yeah, I gotta give. I gotta let you win on your weeks, or it's just not fair. All right, man. Well, no, I don't want to hear any of that. No, you know why? Because Vegas is smart. These lines are set. You could flip a coin on all these things and do just as well as our prognosticating. Well, yeah. And the other thing, which maybe we'll get into it next week, we have to st- we have to start really showing the game that makes no sense and the pick that contrarian pick. 
because there's always that game that everyone believes is going to happen. Like like the Rams, like not covering. There's always that game that everyone is on, and Vegas seems to win on it. We're going to start. We're going to next week. We're going to start pointing out the contrarian pick, and we're going to and we're going to tally it up and see how we would have done if we just went against the most popular pick. So this week, I would say that contrarian pick might be that Denver game. Actually, I'm already on it. Yeah. All right. Um, what other ones were like weird? Well, I mean, like if you look through the through the weeks, obviously Minnesota, you know, when they lost to Buffalo, that like that like destroyed ninety percent of survivor pools in like oh, two or yeah, three. Yeah, like, are every you week. the ones after the fact? Well, no, no, no. We're gonna we're gonna pick them. We're gonna look at the ones where like most people are picking one side. And we're gonna and we're gonna point them out and say keep an eye on these. And then you know what? After four weeks, if we were wrong on all four, we'll look like the idiots we are. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought the Dolphins were good. There you go. That looks like the idiots we are. There we go. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you did. It was actually. Uh, I want to say thanks to Mike for coming by, providing some very good uh, Jets insights uh, on the. Uh, the Jets fan and, and being actually kind of rational and not, you know, that we all know Jets fans are. So, thank you, Mike. And, uh... Oh, God. We're only halfway through the year. Hey everybody, it's Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge. I host a podcast every week called The Verge Cast with my friends Paul Miller and Dieter Bone. We've got a rotating cast of characters from our entire site, which is about technology, how it impacts culture, and how that is all a big cycle that causes us to have a wide variety of feelings that you can listen to every Friday. We've done over 300 episodes in the six years since The Verge has been around, but you only need to listen to one, the latest one, to get caught up on everything in tech news. Vergecast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere else you listen to podcasts, check it out.